Hey, this is Erin. And Melissa. And we're Trending Northwest, a weekly podcast all about the latest in our region, introducing you to people you'll want to know if you don't already. We're on a personal mission to celebrate kindness, innovation, and diversity, which is at the heart of our culture in the Northwest. Join us as we shine light on topics that are trending for good and have conversations with some of the most fascinating people in our area. Learn more about guests on the podcast and read about trending topics at trendingnorthwest.com. Episodes are dropping weekly, so be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts now. Today, we are so excited to have a fantastic guest joining us. Whether you're a seasoned homeowner, a first-time buyer, or simply someone intrigued by the world of real estate, you're in for a treat today. Our guest today is an expert in the Spokane and Spokane Valley housing markets. If you're curious about the latest trends in real estate, you're in the right place. Welcome, Samira. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we're so excited to have you. You're always such a ray of sunshine, too. And oh. on a dreary day like this, it's so nice to have you in and talking about real estate. Thank you. Yes, I try to bring bring excitement and, and make people feel good when we when we get together. so And there's really nothing better than real estate for making someone feel good. Whether you're selling and you're just like, what do people think about my house? Tell me everything. And you're like, oh, maybe I can't tell you everything. <laughs> or if you're buying a house and you're just like, oh, what's this like stain on the ceiling? What should I do about that? Or like, how big is the backyard? Can we have our dogs? Yes. Like, it's so exciting. Yeah. People love real estate. It's so funny. Like, I don't even go anywhere and like bring up the topic and people just come at me and they, they want to talk about real estate. So, um, I I love that. It's actually, it's, it makes my job so fun. Yeah. And I bet there's a lot of people, maybe the first time home buyers too, that are like, Oh, you know, what should I look out for? So we'll get all of, we'll get into that today. And we're so excited to be talking to you, but can you tell us a little bit about yourself for those who are listening and don't know you and what got you into the world of real estate? Yeah, so I um, am a born and raised Spokane girl, so um, very familiar with the area. Um, I've lived in several different parts of the Spokane uh, city, so um, it's it really started. I was working in banking uh, at a local credit union, and I just was waiting for the weekend. Always, I I worked there for a couple years. I really thought that might be my long term position, my long-term career. And I just felt like it was soul sucking. It just didn't fulfill a part of me that felt like there had to be something more. And so we had bought our first house in 2014 and it was just so, it felt like such a big accomplishment. Like that was the biggest thing I had done up to that point. And so I felt called to real estate for some reason. And, and I wasn't able to get into the real estate department when I was working at the credit union. I really tried to get my foot in the door there. Um, but to me, they were just basically saying, you got to start from the bottom and work your way up because you don't have any experience. And that was just not the answer that <laughs> I was looking for. Um, so I ended up uh, getting my real estate license in 2017, but being way too afraid to quit my job because um, stability and regular income and all of that. I don't think a lot of people realize that real estate agents are fully commission based. So I'm not making money until I sell you a house and and that can be really stressful, right? So um, I stayed in my job for a little while and eventually just like decided to cut it off, go cold turkey. Um, Cause for me, I was like, I, I just can't, uh, I can't be working at a job and then doing real estate as a side hustle. I know some people do that. 
was not the thing for me. Uh, I, I wanted to be able to provide like full service to my clients. So I quit my job cold Turkey in 2018 and just went for it. Um, really just wanting to help people feel the same sense of pride that I got when I bought my home and, and help them build wealth. And, uh, it's a really cool thing to be able to do. Yeah. 2018, it seems like was a really good time to, to maybe start a real estate career in Spokane. We got here in 2018 and okay. everyone was telling us like, it's just starting to blow up right now. And I don't know how true that was though, because Spokane has always been a really great place. Mm-hmm. What do you think makes Spokane an attractive place now? And even in the last five years for people to buy homes in? I think that there's, there's so much great stuff about Spokane. I've really grown to appreciate Spokane in my older years, you know, as a kid, I always wanted to leave, but, um, now I appreciate it here so much. Like all the nature, all the recreational activities that we have access to, I mean, skiing and parks and, um, the seasonality that we have. I mean, we get everything in our area is, you know, cold to hot. I mean, it's perfect. Um, and I think that over the last five years, people have really, sought a more affordable option. We've seen such an influx of residents move into the Spokane area from Seattle, California. I mean, more, way more expensive markets. And so those people selling their very expensive homes and coming here feeling like, wow, you can have a really great quality of life and buy an affordable home and enjoy all the great things that Spokane has to offer. So um, I really feel like it just draws in a crowd with, I mean, a cr- tons of different people with, um, different interests. So. And golfing too. There's golfing. Here. Golfing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good at that, but, uh, it is uh, a great pastime in the summer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really Spokane has like literally everything, hiking, golfing. I guess the only thing we're missing is a beach, but the lakes. They're great. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have nothing but good things to say about all of our lakes. I mean, what there's some like weird, there's like 35 lakes within an hour or something crazy in Spokane. So, um, there's just endless recreational opportunity, especially in, I mean, summer and winter, you know, you could always be doing something. Yeah. And we have an international airport, so Mm -hmm. I don't really know where internationally it goes, maybe Canada, but (laughs) you know, you can get to everywhere from here. You really can. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and you're 30 minutes away from the airport, it's an easy airport to access. So yeah, just, it works for people from all walks of life. So, I mean, I, one of the things that I do with my, you know, website and everything that I have going on is I have a lot of transplants who visit the site, who talk to me on social media. A lot of them are coming from all those states that you said, and then a lot from like Georgia and Texas. Mm. Um, what would you say, are there any neighborhoods or areas around Spokane that are experiencing a particular surge in popularity from transplants in particular? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, the South Hill is very popular among people moving from outside of the area. Uh, the the character of the homes, the uh, mature trees. Um, there's lots of restaurants. You have a Trader Joe's up there. I mean, you have like everything you can need on the South Hill, plus the adorable. So cute. Homes that are up there. And trick-or-treating so. when you see the little kids and those like tree lights. I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's just, it's the just best. a picture. <laughs> you know? I could I could see that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So South Hill. Yeah, yeah, I find that people really are attracted to the South Hill for all of those reasons. Uh Liberty Lake also ends up feeling like a great 
uh, community for people. Uh, Liberty Lake seems to be popular. My mom's looking into that area too because it's new. And yeah. I know that there are a lot of people that are just like, I don't want to deal with the craftsmen's and maybe or the Victorians and their issues. Yeah. So would yeah, you say it's like new areas of Yeah, and I think it's Liberty Lake's kind of its own bubble. You know, it's uh you have everything in Liberty Lake that you need, especially if you work from home. Like you can drive your golf cart down to the grocery store or um, take a walk on all the walking trails. There's tons of parks in Liberty Lake. And so it's it's just a really friendly city to join if you're not familiar with the Spokane area. That makes yeah. sense too. Yeah. Would you say that the north is kind of blowing up or what do you think? Every time I like drive up there, I always feel like there's like a new housing development. Like there's that one near um, 1898, the restaurant, there's like just like an info area. Yes. I'm like this is new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. North Spokane. I don't know. I'm a valley girl. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I mean, I frequent, um, I frequent up there for sure, but I feel like there's definitely a, um, Divide. You know, if you Definitely. live in the valley, you live in the valley. If yes. you live up north, you live up north. So I have my own bias yeah. too, like the valley area. Well, the valley is um, <laughs> great. I love like the big streets in the valley, which you don't see like anywhere else. Not Spokane. anywhere else. Yeah. Spokane's homes, a lot of them originate from the like 50s, 60s era, really well built homes, wide streets, really large sized lots. Yeah. And to me, it feels like there's a sense of privacy in the valley that you don't necessarily get in those north side neighborhoods because there is so much traffic and uh, so many large arterials up there. So that's the appeal to me. Yeah. Um, well, the valley has everything basically that you need too. Like there's a Costco out there. There's a Home Depot. There's is yeah. there a, um, is the closest Trader Joe's the one in on South the South Hill? Hill. Uh, yes, that is the <laughs> one thing the valley does not have is we don't have that. like a natural grocers yes. or. Um, a Trader, Trader Joe's, yeah. it would be like, or even like a Whole Foods. Could you a imagine? Whole Foods? Oh like, my gosh, it would oh, be. Yes, a hundred percent. It would be life changing. <laughs> no, I'm so surprised too because it's in, it's over in Seattle. I don't know why they just don't. Like, they just don't come over here. here. Like, please, we want, you. we will buy your stuff. Like, we will definitely buy your stuff. I mean, we will. <laughs> I've had so many transplants too. Yeah. I feel like one of the major questions I get is, do we have a Sephora and a Nordstroms? And I'm like, yes, we have those now. Yes, we do. Um, but also, is there a Whole Foods? I'm like. I get that all the time. It's like, still no, no but natural but grocers, tons of farmers markets. You can go to Huckleberries too. Huckleberries. There are some things yeah. that you can get at the Rosars in the Valley, um, but it's not it's not quite the same. It's, it's so, so close. It's yeah. so close. Yeah. <laughs> so your husband is a contractor and he does some home improvements and renovations. So I have to ask, as someone who eventually will sell a house or my mom is looking to sell her house, are there any home improvements or renovations that yield a higher return on investment? investment, particularly in Spokane. So like, are there like outdoor things that people like more here? Or is it more like indoor upgrades? There's a little bit of both, really. Um, a lot of the things that are pain points for buyers anymore are those major systems. And so if you're going to sell your house and it needs a new roof, your buyer's not going to be in a position likely or very interested in replacing it. So I would say the first thing is to look at all the major systems in your house and just make sure your roof is in okay shape. There's no leaks. Uh, your furnace is working good. Your AC is working good. Have it serviced by a company that can just check it out for you. Um, so those things are major expenses for people and they're going to be way less likely to want to do something like that as opposed to remodel the kitchen. Mm, so okay. as long as you've got a great, like, oh my gosh, 
Like foundation. Yeah. 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 As long as like your home, like, yeah. The yeah. If you have thing. like, yeah. If you have a great, yeah. um, like place, a starting point for mm-hmm. people, it might not be updated. It might not have new appliances or backsplash or hard counters or those things, but they know they're not going to have to pour twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 into things that just aren't fun to spend money on. No, they're you know? not. No. So that's where I tell people to start first is like, let's just make sure that all those things are running and, and, and then we can look at cosmetics, cosmetic things that are worth the expense. Yeah. Front door is a great one. Ooh. I mean, it's really affordable to put in a new front door, paint your front door, give you that exterior aesthetic that draws people in. Uh, also spending money on things like flower beds, even just freshening up your mulch adding some perennials in there that are are nice looking, just give you that curb appeal. So when people pull up, they're like, wow, this looks like a really great house. Oh. R- right from go, right from the curb. Yeah. But generally, my sellers, if they don't have those improvements on their kitchens, their bathrooms, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. As long as they're clean, they're in good shape, you're not like dealing with something that's really dilapidated. Yeah. Spending money on paint and carpet and a really, really good interior clean to me is way more worth your money than going through the hassle of trying to find a contractor and remodeling your kitchen and then you're leaving. Right. You know, yeah. like, yeah. The, I mean, a kitchen's probably going to cost you $50,000. Yes. I mean, the reality of that, right? Yeah. Um, so you're going to spend 50 grand and then you're going to leave? Yeah. I don't know. That's just, that's my perspective. I think there's definitely things that will, will bring you a return, but will you get your $50,000 back on your kitchen? I don't know. Yeah. That's a really big risk to take. That's a good point. So do it for yourself, maybe. Yeah. yeah. If you want to do it for yourself, great. <laughs> yeah. um, so when you buy a house, do yeah. it for yourself. Yeah. Then, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, and that's I think that hear. my approach with buyers too is like, see, see the potential of it too. You know, like you're in a great neighborhood or you have all these, these, um, major systems of the house are in good working order. You're not moving into a house that needs a bunch of money poured into it on things that aren't funny to fun to pour money into. Right. Yeah. yeah. Especially like if you buy it, like my mom bought her house in January mm-hmm. and luckily, you know, the heating system worked really well. But could you imagine like buying a home in January and like finding out that it doesn't work and you're like, Oh yeah. no, yes. I'm going to freeze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's, so those are peace of mind things that I think are way more powerful for a buyer than new, you know, a new bathroom or, you know, that's, that's my, that's my perspective. But yeah. We want to share with you a remarkable nonprofit organization making a difference in our community. Meet Beyond Pink, a nonprofit on a mission to improve lives by empowering our community with education, funding, and access to advanced breast screening technologies. Breast health is a crucial aspect of every person's well-being, and Beyond Pink is leading the charge in making sure no one gets left behind. Beyond Pink is dedicated to spreading awareness and knowledge about breast health, providing financial support for cutting-edge screening technologies, and ensuring that everyone has access to the care they deserve. Beyond Pink also has an incredible event coming up, the can't-miss designer fashion show and auction. Mark your calendars for September 23rd, 2023 for this amazing event at the prestigious Davenport Grand Hotel in beautiful downtown Spokane. For those who prefer virtual attendance, the fashion show and auctions will be simulcast from the comfort of your living room. Together, we can create a stronger, healthier, and more informed community. Learn more about Beyond Pink and join their mission by visiting their website at beyondpink.net. That's beyondpink.net. 
So do you work with a lot of people who are buying from out of state and really like can't get over here that much to check out homes? And how do you, how do you handle that? Yeah, uh, I do a handful a year I'll work with that are moving in from out of the area. And it is like so important to do a very thorough walkthrough of a house, especially if they can't be here in person. I know so many people who bought with other realtors and they didn't know certain things about the house and they got there and they're like, whoa, this was never pointed out to me. I mean, how scary. (laughs) You're investing hundreds of thousands of dollars into something and you have no idea what you're getting into. So I really take, take that very seriously. Um, you know, we can do video tours and that's obviously not the best alternative to being here in person and seeing yourself. But I really feel like my husband's experience lends itself to, um, a lot of knowledge on my part that helps me to guide my clients if they can't actually be there in person. And I am like probably the worst salesperson ever. We're going to walk in and I'm going to have you on video and I'm going to point out everything that's wrong with that house. (laughs) I'm going to show you the neighbors and what their houses look like. I'm going to show you the cracks in the concrete. I'm going to show you the issues with the siding um, and point out a lot of things that might seem scary and it might feel overdramatic, but I'd rather you know about it than have you get here and find out that it wasn't pointed out to you. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I think that's the best realtor, though. I think the one that's like, oh, like that crack could be a problem. Like that, if you want to go further, we should look into that. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's actually what I want to hear. Yeah. The ones that are just like, oh, this is beautiful. Like, let's keep moving. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's because yeah. be, most people don't understand. I won't say most, but a lot of people don't notice those things, especially if you've, you're being, your attention is being caught by staging or pretty tile. It can be very easy to overlook issues. So, I mean, I've, I've had it happen so many times where we didn't look under a sink and then we get into home inspection and there's issues, like there's a leak under the sink. So looking under the sinks and making sure that everything's clean under there. There's no water in there. Those are all very easy things that we can do during a home tour and something I would always do for a buyer who's not able to be there physically in person. And I feel like, you know, having been a first time home buyer and you too, a couple of years ago, I feel like a lot of first time home buyers don't know that they need to, you know, look under their sinks or even, I feel like every time I walked in as a first time home buyer, I was just like, oh my gosh, like this could be mine. Instead of <laughs> like literally doing anything else, like looking at cracks. Do you work with a lot of first time home buyers? And- I do. And I, I love working with first time home buyers because it, they're so, they're like a sponge. They just want to soak in all the information. And so it's really awesome to be able to share my knowledge with them and help them understand all the things that go into a healthy home so that they can be more educated and more prepared for when they do become homeowners, um, making the purchase, all of that good stuff. So, um, yeah, it's fun to like really guide them through the home tour process and make sure that they understand what they're looking for. Like, look how old the furnace is. Look how old the hot water heater is. Let's look around the foundation, not just like walk through the door and and walk back out to your car. Let's do a whole, a whole once over on everything. Yeah. 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 Don't just look at like the pretty hexagon tiles. <laughs> yeah. Like it's actually not about that. Yeah. And what is that hiding behind? Yeah. <laughs> and there's plenty of conversations I have just like that where it's like, yeah, it's it's pretty, but they didn't do a great job. The craftsmanship is just not great. And, you yeah. know, what 
I don't know. There's there's lots of questions that you have to ask. And first time home buyers don't know that, so that's right. why you need a realtor who's going to help you walk through that too. And right, and especially with your background and you know the expertise of your husband too, you're able to say you know this is maybe not something you need to worry about, but like actually this is, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't even know because they'd just be like, I'm so excited that I can actually buy a house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what age range do you kind of work with? I mean, what are you seeing right now moving to Spokane and, and selling? And I mean, are you getting like the Gen? Years or you know not so much they're pretty young still they are pretty yeah. young still uh, I did just close a sale for a first time home buyer and she was probably twenty four oh wow. is that Gen Z yeah that's Gen Z good okay. for her yeah too. yeah single yeah. woman I'm so proud good of her. her I mean she's that's gonna amazing yeah yeah um so when people are looking Gen Z or any age what are some characteristics that clients should look for when choosing a real estate agent especially you know if you're not here or if you're a first time home buyer like what should they look out for what kind of questions should they ask? I think that a lot of people end up having bad experiences in real estate because of the simple issue of communication. So I think it's really important to ask your real estate agent that you're considering hiring what their communication style is like, what when they can expect to hear from you. Um, you know, how are you going to coordinate showings? Um, I think that the buyer process really, really should start with a buyer consultation. And a lot of people don't do that. They just jump right in. They start looking at houses and then you're putting your clients in a position where they don't know what to expect from you. And that just creates a lot of animosity and frustration. And so sitting down in the office, talking about what they want in their house, talking about what the market's like right now, uh, what the buyer process even looks like, especially if it's their first time buying Um, going over contracts. I mean, not even just like not reading every single word, but getting your eyes on what you can expect. Then there's less questions. There's less worry. There's less, um, concern about what, what you can expect when you start going and looking at houses and writing offers. So I think asking your real estate agent, you're considering like, what's your process for like onboarding a new client? Like, because really, it's so exciting to get on and look at a house, right? But yeah. if you're not on the same page with your real estate agent, how can they best support you? Right. So I think that's that's the biggest part of the buying process that I think is very often overlooked that is the absolute most crucial part of a client's success. And for sellers, what should they, when they're kind of interviewing realtors to bring on to sell their home, what kind of questions should they ask or what should they let the realtors know? I mean, because we've sold a house and it was kind of just like, they would text us and be like, okay, get out. We're bringing someone. And I, we, we had pets. And oh, so I was always just oh. like, okay, oh my gosh. And I was working from home and I was just like, get in the car. Everybody looks like <laughs> go around the corner. And, you know, like, I feel like a lot of people when they're buying and selling, like our first, our, when we bought a home in Phoenix the first time, um, we were just like, it was like a family friend and like we just started seeing houses and I was like who is this man like you know we like no conversations but I feel like that's how a lot of people get into it so you know as for a seller what kind of interview questions should they ask or let their realtor know yeah they um I think the most important again it comes back to communication I think just like you talked about knowing what is it going to look like? How, you know, can you make sure that when people are coming to show, you give us like an hour notice or two hours notice, like don't just kick us out on a whim, um, so that your realtor can set those boundaries for you. I think that's, 
that's what they're there for. Um, If you're a seller looking for a real estate agent, I think a lot of people get caught up asking about what the real estate fee is. Mm -hmm. And that can differ depending on the agent and the services they offer. But not only the fee, but what are you getting for that fee? How are they going to market your home? How are they going to reach the most amount of buyers? What creative solutions does your realtor have to marketing your home and getting it in front of a lot of people? Um, Because yes, the fee is important, right? I think we all consider that in our decision-making, but if your realtor is bringing enough value, they're worth their fee and more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's such an important point too, because the last time we sold was in 27 or 2018. Yeah. When we moved here. And I mean, even though that was several years ago now, it still seemed like a really big difference from how, you know, our parents bought and sold homes was, you know, you just kind of go with that family friend and like they would do open houses and that was pretty much how things got sold. But this realtor that we went with, you know, the one of the reasons that I was just like, okay, everybody get in the car and let's just go was because they had like a huge social media presence or presence on radio. And so I was just like, they did bring so many people and we did get like an offer that we wanted and we were good with. And, um, and I think it had to do because they had such a presence almost everywhere. So how has marketing changed for realtors and what are you doing different? Yeah. Marketing has changed a ton with the introduction of social media and like relational marketing. It's not just about like splattering something on Facebook and hoping it reaches people. It's really about getting it out to the realtors who you've built relationships with in the market. I think that that's a huge part of marketing that's changed so much is being somebody that other real estate professionals in the community have um, a good relationship with, a good rapport with, and they want to sell your listing. They want to come in and work with you. Um, So I think that that's a really cool change to the real estate market that I've seen and, and how people market homes. I mean, two years ago, the marketing was, was probably the smaller portion of the, the decision to hire a real estate agent because it really came down to the negotiations. Obviously that's so important too. I'm not, I'm I'm not downplaying that at all, but, um, you're marketing the house for like three days and then you're getting multiple offers and you're reviewing them and you're negotiating (laughs) and trying to get the best offer for your sellers. So the work really came not from the marketing, but the negotiation process. So now things have balanced out a lot more where you're marketing a house for two, three, four weeks before you're accepting an offer sometimes. Um, and then you're negotiating because there is room to negotiate in this market now. So, um, you have to have, you have to be able to wear a lot of hats and, um, play on a lot of those skills, but, um, marketing is, uh, is that much more crucial now because the market has calmed. So, um, video is really big. I mean, I always provide reels and, um, video that is catered for specific social media platforms just to reach the audience that I have there and the realtors that are in my audience there that gives them more awareness of the property. Um, I mean, good photos, I think, is like a necessity, but so many realtors do not do that. And it's kind of insane. It's so insane looking at new listings on the MLS and being like, you took that from your cell phone. Yep. Yep. And and why are we still doing that? (laughs) It's like the most basic service you can offer to your sellers. And it's so, um, so valuable because I think it's, I think it's like, 
a really high number. Like 70% of buyers are introduced. Don't quote me on that. No, that's sad. (laughs) (laughs) But like a really high number of buyers are introduced to properties through the internet. Mm -hmm. They're not seeing it in person. They're not driving by it. You know, they might see a sign here and there, but they're going to look up the address on the internet and they're going to look at the photos. Like that is their first introduction to the property. So that is just the most crucial part. But I really do like to provide uh, staging consults for my clients. Um, If they're living there, a lot of our stagers in town aren't going to stage it. Um, But if it's vacant, staging is always included. It's included in my fee. It's not anything additional to the client. Um, Cleaning is always included if it's needed. That to me is like one very, very easy way to market a home. And and that's part of the marketing. Like we're oh, making yeah. the house marketable. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it comes down to. Yeah. So making it marketable means cleaning it and um, staging it and doing great photos and um, introducing clients to resources like contractors and, and vendors that can help them make improvements or um, have their HVAC service before we go on the market, those sorts of things, just to make sure it presents in its best light. Don't forget to put inspiration and entertainment on your calendar. Get season tickets now to STCU's Best of Broadway. You can have first access to popular touring productions with live music and top talent, special offers from nearby restaurants, and so much more. West Coast Entertainment is a locally operated independent presenter of national touring Broadway productions, concerts, and other special events. Don't miss a single show-stopping moment. Learn more about their upcoming season by checking out broadwayspokane.com. That, I mean, that all of that makes such a difference too. I mean, whether you're a seller or you're a buyer, because it does seem like the market is turning a little bit and both buyers and sellers do, I mean, but they both have options, which is great, but buyers have a lot more options. And I noticed just in the neighborhoods that I'm in too, where some homes are staying on the market a little bit longer yeah. than they were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they would be gone on a weekend. Now mm-hmm. they're two weeks up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it really is dependent on the price point in our market. Um, most of the sales that we're seeing in our area are happening in that price range of 500000 or less. Um, so once you get up above that, you're probably going to see longer days on market. Um, and really, I think the biggest pain, for, pain point in the real estate market right now is interest rates. Mm. And um, I'm not going to like beat that um, yeah. in this conversation, but um, it has really made buyers more cautious of what they're spending their money on. They're not just willing to go write an offer where there's multiple offers and spend over the asking price. They're really considering every single thing that plays into their purchase. So they aren't willing to necessarily spend top dollar for something that needs a new furnace, a new roof, like that needs a bunch of cosmetic improvements. Um, They're, they're, being more cautious in that decision-making. It yeah. is really important because they can walk through you through all the processes of cleaning it, of staging it. And, you know, if you're a buyer looking through and what to be aware of. And I think another thing that a good realtor does for you is, like you said, it kind of, you they walk you through that process of how long things might take as a buyer, <laughs> as a first-time home buyer too. Because I remember when we got into it, I was just like, okay, what's next? And they're like, oh, well, you know, it'll take three days for this. And then you have to wait, you know, this many days for escrow or whatever. And they have five days to respond. And I was just like, I didn't know any of that. Where are we? (laughs) (laughs) It's all very confusing. And so much goes on in the background that the buyer and seller really just don't know about. And um, maybe in some cases they don't even really need to know about, but that can, yeah, the communication of at least what to expect, like, Hey, you might not hear from me for a week because we're just, we're waiting for the appraisal to come back. There's nothing wrong. You know, we're just, we're just in a waiting phase. Um, But a lot of people might not have the wherewithal to realize 
oh, the buyer might be wondering what's going on. So like being able to get ahead of it and, and inform them and communicate with them about that just puts them at ease and makes the process feel less stressful. Yeah. yeah. And that's one thing I really like about you too. Like you're very communicative every time we've talked and everything and you're very communicative online. And I think that's really important. I mean, everyone I've talked to has some kind of horror story about buying or selling and they're just like, oh yeah, all this happened. And you want a realtor that's on your side, whether you're the seller or the buyer. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I was actually thinking about this the other day, like realtors, realtors benefit from very one very specific event happening. And that's, the house selling or the house, you know, you're buying, closing, you know, so that, that they, they make money there. And so it's, um, is, it's very easy to um, forget how, yeah, how important this sale or the purchase of a home is to somebody. Yeah. And the wrong agent is going to be more focused on the outcome than, than what's happening in your life and what, how this is affecting you. So, not only being a strong negotiator and a great marketer and, and somebody who has eyes on everything, but somebody who like genuinely cares about the outcome for you, not just the outcome for themselves. Yeah. 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 And that makes such a good realtor, which is why you're a really good realtor. Thank you. And if someone's listening to this now and they want to get in touch with you either for themselves or for someone they know, um, how can they find out more about you and visit your new beautiful website, by the way? I know. My new website is so Awesome. It has so many great resources. So uh, BeelerHomesSpokane.com. It's two S's, Homes Spokane. Uh, so visit my website. You can access um, information about me, information about my past listings, so you can get a feel for how I market uh, my clients' homes. Um, there's a great tool there for um, learning about your property values and searching for homes in our market. So you can find a lot there. If you want to connect on a more personal level, there's a way to do that on my website, or you can text or call me uh, at my cell phone number, which is 509-828-7861. Perfect. And we'll put all that in the show notes. So if you're, you know, looking at this later, you can go ahead and click on the show notes, um, especially if you're like on Apple or anything like that. We just have a whole section about that. And it it was so nice chatting with you. It's an honor to have you on the episode. And I do highly recommend everyone go to her website too, even if you're not in the the market for a home, because the home pictures are beautiful. I was there for like an hour just clicking through and I was like, I want this home. I want this home. So it's just really, it's a lot of inspo too. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Inspo. I love that. Yeah, definitely. I'm, uh, thank you so much for having me. It was so fun to just kind of talk about Silicon and the real estate market. I always love to do that. So thank you so much. Yeah. Have you ever spent hours researching online to find the coolest hotspots, learn about fascinating local people, and plan your next staycation, only to be more confused? We have a magazine for that. We do the hard work for you and research trending topics every day, and then spill the tea on our favorites on social, in the digital magazine, for the busy modern professional to access easily on the go. Support women-owned inclusive media and become a subscriber for just $29 a year at trendingnorthwest.com backslash subscribe.